Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. And today we are talking about methods. It's contest time! Hey guys, before we get into today's video, I want to announce our merch bundle giveaway in which we will be giving away a TDC shirt, TDC hoodie, TDC baseball cap, and three TDC stickers to one lucky winner. Uh, the way you enter this contest is to go on YouTube and check out this giant jar of dice sitting right in front of me. It's full of dice from a bad company <laughs> that is cursed. <laughs> and guess the number of dice that are in this giant jar without going over. Whoever gets the closest wins. Uh, we also have some tiebreaker uh, rules implemented uh, by uh, you also guessing which color you think is makes up the majority of these dice, whether it's blue, green, red, whatever. And then we have another tiebreaker for if, if it gets to that, which I hope it doesn't, but it might. Um, guess how many die of that color are in this jar. So in order to enter, you need to go to the comment section on either the social media posts with a picture of this jar or one of the videos that has this jar, which will be all our videos between now and March 1st, and leave a comment with the following guesses. The number of die in the jar, the color of majority, and the number of said color. For people just listening to this, the yeah. jar is about 10 inches tall. I'm just eyeballing this, very rough. Um, 10 <laughs> He's inches, making up numbers. Ten, no, it's not. Well, yes, they are, but also they're mostly accurate. It's okay. between like, like 10 to it's in the 10 inch tall range mm -hmm. uh it does have a bottleneck that starts around the seven inch mark and uh it's it's got it's it's rounded edges but it's a four-sided bottle that at its base that has sides that roughly are about like five six inches it's or you can go to this video or yeah. the social media post Take a look at the picture and leave a comment. I would definitely do that. It is filled to the brim. I have enough it's dice in there the where brim. I can barely close it. It's got a metal latch. Indeed. Demogorgon's on top of it right now. Shout out to Demogorgon. It's good, good luck. to the episode. Good luck to, to all of you. Good luck. Good luck. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I'm swell. I'm feeling the chaos of the elements coalescing within. <laughs> good, splitting good. Splitting themselves and becoming cute little ghosts. Mm, I don't know <laughs> if Mephits are cute. 
No, they're ghosts. ugly. They're, they're quite ugly. hideous. Yeah, I would say. I mean, the air one, the steam one. Oh, you're I know. Right. They I are, know. These. They are ghost-like. Yeah, this is one of the first episodes of the show we've done where I actually know pretty much what's going on here. That's true. These were some of the first monsters I pitted you guys against in a lot of mm -hmm, ways. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, devils have imps, demons have quasits, and elementals have methods. It's the year of the elemental. All. That's right. That means a year of focusing on all which is made of earth, wind, fire, water, and everything in between. An elemental has a couple of different meanings. Not only can it refer to the base energies and matter upon which all the cosmos of D&D is built upon, but it can also refer to the very basics of what we as a podcast are built on. Wow. So <laughs> That's powerful. So not only is it the year of the elemental on the dungeon cast, but it's also the year of back to the basics on the show. Today, that means some good old-fashioned monsters out of the Monster Manual lore, but it also means we're going to be getting back up into that planar lore, going to hit up all the outer planes this year, going to maybe revisit some character creation and class stuff, going to get back to the basics. And with that being said, let's get into it. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into that uh, PLANR, that PL extra PLANR. Let's get on that ANR. <laughs> Well, we're about to get extra planar. That's so, right, yeah. planar. Mephits are extra planar elemental creatures, similar to imps, like I said before, uh, roughly humanoid in form and somewhat small, approximately four feet. That's 1.2 meters. In height. Uh, Mephits can be mistaken for imps with their bat-shaped wings, clawed hands and feet, and hunched posture, but differ in some obvious ways from their devilish counterparts. Their faces have exaggerated features, including over-large hooked noses, prominent pointed ears, wide eyes, and cartoonishly protruding chins. Mm. Their skin continually oozes with the stuff of their home plane. Fire methods burn, magma methods drip lava, and mud methods drip mud, and so on. They would make some sick tattoos, like all, like sort of, you know how uh, Queen did one of their album covers with like all their their faces like silhouetted yeah yeah absolutely that would be cool for all the methods that would be super cool for all the methods which one would be your freddie mercury method <laughs> like the fire one you think I, the, I think the fire one's a strong one um freddie mercury the air method maybe the air method i don't know that's a tough one i have to think about it would you put a mustache on your yes yeah, absolutely okay. are you kidding me <laughs> yes uh, the exact disposition of methods is dependent on their type, of which there are anywhere between 6 to 16, depending on your setting. Uh, the 5e Monster Manual presents us with six basic types, steam, dust, smoke, ice, magma, and mud. Uh, each method is an elemental spirit that represents a combination of two of the elemental planes combined. For example, the magma method is a combination of earth and fire, while the ice method is a combination of water and air. The other methods outlined in other editions and settings include lightning, radiance, mineral, ash, salt, mist, and the four basic elements of fire, water, air, and earth. That's These are super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard if you combine the earth, wind, and fire ones <laughs> that they make a new type of method that remembers the 21st night of September. Is that a good joke? <laughs> Yes, I'm going to go with yes, <laughs> only because I like Earth, Wind, and Fire a lot. So. Yeah, I was like, how do I work this in? <laughs> Mephits are capricious, imp-like creatures in more than just their appearance. Universally reviled as tricksters and rarely in any sort of endearing way, Mephits take great pleasure in being pests, displaying tendencies towards vulgar behavior. Mm -hmm. um, it's true that me and Brian might just be two Mephits in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they are by no means inherently evil, though. Uh, they're just kind of jerks when left to their own devices. Just like us. Um, but when summoned and bound into servitude, Mephits are highly impressionable, always eager to please their masters, and inclu including shifting their alignment to better do so. Uh, that being said, their habit of making mischief does make them more inclined to serve evildoers. Um, and when a method does so, it tends to become sadistic, vindictive, and malicious under such beings. Yeah, so they're like the Sour Patch kids of the D&Tverse. Sure, little bastards yeah, absolutely. For at least a while. They are. Until you start doing what they want. So you'll you'll see this more and more as we get further and further into the year of the elemental. But... Um, when we talk about demons and devils, one of the things we talk about is like their incredibly powerful personality. Mm. Like almost always their charisma is off the scale. They're yeah. very much what they are. They know what they strongly. want out of the multiverse. Exactly. Yeah. Elementals are very much the opposite. They're usually very strong, dexterous, and constituted, but their personality, or I should say their force of personality, is really weak-willed. Like, yeah. They very much represent the matter that which can be shaped by the will of others. Yeah, they're um, they're flippant. They take orders. Yeah, they're flippant. They take orders. They can be changed. They're very changeable and they're very impressionable. And Mephits very much do um, personify that. Malleable Mephits. Malleable Mephits was probably something we said in the first five years of the show. I know when we did point. that. Yeah. Damn, did I just get a, like a trigger a in time. my brain go off that made me say that? I bet it. I bet, <laughs> I bet it did. But so I'm kind of glad we don't do that anymore. Me too. It, it was, was fun. It was, but was fun. Well, well, it's sort of weird. Some it was of them. fun until it stopped being fun. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh my god, we gotta do it again." <laughs> when does it end? Why don't we just come up with a thousand of these? Like uh, we kind of kind of did. <clears throat> and unfortunately, it is these types of methods we have the most information on. Um, as such. It is quite common that Mephits are renowned for their lo love of tormenting helpless creatures and bragging about their latest evil accomplishments. They give themselves pompous and possibly long names such as Garben or Furthal, Sprite Slayer, greatest of all steam Mephits, favorite of the lower planes. Okay, so are the small ones are doing this? No, uh, the evil Mephits are doing uh, this, yeah, which most Mephits that are written about are evil because they serve the evil entities. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> so we don't we don't actually have a lot of information on wild methods that live in nature. Okay, it's mostly evil methods that serve evil beings. Yeah, they're probably like face spirits or you know like whimsical little like I'm a poof of air. Yeah, watch I, as I ruffle these tree leaves. They, they tend to just like swarm in herds around natural phenomenon that attracts them. Okay, yeah. so a little bit kind of what you're saying, but they're not very fey like because yeah they're just they're they're more primal. Yeah, I, I meant uh, not fey like in nature, like, or not fey like in personality, fey like in their, you know, like gathering pixies dancing around a That's fire true. or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. Look yeah. at this herd of mud buffaloes. <laughs> Muffaloes. Muffaloes, if you will. <clears throat> Mephits assume a groveling, craven, yes master stance to their bosses, an air of arrogant superiority toward victims and each other. Methods of the same type usually maintain a polite camaraderie. Um, camaraderie? Com camaraderie, sorry. Uh, different types often settle disputes with a friendly game of tug a demi-human. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Methods under control of an evil being spend their time delivering messages, picking up packages on the lower planes, retrieving particular persons, delivering special magic items, or just spreading general mayhem. Uh, insufferable on missions, they fancy themselves imp important emissaries. Oh, interesting. I've always run them as more like uh, aloof and um, 
sort of apathetic the way like the wind is to a person or like a fire would be to a forest i think that's very accurate for for natural methods out there in the wild again these are i'm talking about evil ones are evil methods serving evil entities okay and they've been turned evil by the evil they've been exposed yeah don't like a lot of like methods serve like a wizard like an evil That's wizard. A, yeah, it's a com- it's a common trope for okay. sure. For sure. Okay. I mean, I methods are very useful. I I definitely run methods if I was a wizard. Um, in the wild, methods gather in large numbers on the elemental planes and in the elemental chaos. They also find their way to the material plane where they prefer to dwell in places where their base elements are abundant. For example, a magma method is composed of earth and fire and it favors volcanic layers, while an ice method, which is composed of air and water, favors frigid locales. Uh, methods are immortal. Ageless creatures that do not require food, drink, or sleep. Can you imagine just getting stabbed in like a snowstorm? A fucking method flies away like, fuck you. God, what a nightmare. I'm the Ice King. (laughs) Yeah. I I would say the Ice King's penguins are the equivalent of his method. Oh, yeah, huh? Fucking evil penguins. Is only one of them super evil? Only one of them super evil. The other just, they're all penguins. And also the one that's super evil is like an alien overlord from a different planet. Spoilers for Adventure Time, sorry. Jeez. It's not entirely clear whether mephits are a naturally occurring creature or not. Evil powers on the lower planes can create mephits through spell and ritual, using the substance of an elemental plane to create a servant, usually as a stopgap or substitute for less loyal underlings. Mephits do not betray their creators, but do seem to irritate them, and so they lead brief, troublesome lives. Okay. Poor guys. (laughs) Jesus. It is said that presenting one's enemy with a mephit connotates a message. It's nature indicated by the Mephit's type. The gift of a fire Mephit indicates displeasure at the enemy's action. An ice Mephit means the enemy is forbidden to enter one's home. A radiant Mephit is a truce offering. The recipient destroys, employs, or frees the Mephit as desired. Do what you want with it, but I sent you this (laughs) box of seize Mephits. There's a mystery of what their intentions are (laughs) within each of them. Careful you don't bite into the coconut one accidentally. Oh, God. This sucks. That's that's a weird thing to do. You send a monster in a box to someone's house? This is what demon lords do to each other. Oh, yeah, okay. Or like arch wizards and liches and stuff, yeah. God damn it, there's mud methods all over my house again. Yeah, it's the equivalent of like putting a bag of dog poop and lighting a fire on the doorstep. (laughs) That's what this is. That's the mud method plus fire method combo. Exactly. You open it up and the like... God damn it! Yeah, you open up the crate, much like we did our Spotify crate today, and then like a secret panel gets released that allows the fire and mud method to come together and make the shit burny smell. (laughs) Um, spoiler spoilers for Baldur's Gate three. There's a lot of methods in Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate three, including a unique one I'd never seen anywhere before: the grease method. Oh God, yeah. they're like Pokemon. Yeah, they're like Pokemon. All right, why why is that a spoiler? I don't know because you know so you don't meet the grease methods till Act three. Oh, I, I got. <laughs> That's that's just like a thing. Like, is it involved? Is it story based? Though, why there's no, methods? it's no, no, it's not story based. You just run into grease methods in the sewer. I mean, extremely light spoilers for Baldur's Gate. There's D and D shit in it. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I just, I just <laughs> felt like I needed to be careful. You know, a lot of people have a lot of feelings about the game. That's true. Somebody right now is probably like, "Fuck! fuck I should have skipped the spoilers." Game grease, me- grease method. I didn't even know about methods till this episode. <laughs> Their skull burns away like in fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> or Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. All right, back to methods. Um, 
And with that, I think we can dive into specific method types, uh, starting with the dust method. Composed of earth and air, dust methods dwell on the inner planes of earth and air, as well as the quasi-elemental plane of dust. On the material plane, dust methods are drawn to catacombs and find death morbidly fascinating. Dust methods are a sorrowful lot. They pose as tragic yet fashionable victims of a gloomy fate, heroically holding out against utter its insanity. They favor lines like, a dust method I am, lest dust I become. Gaunt, even by method standards, dust methods have dusky brown skin, eyes, and wings. Unlike other methods, they prefer to wear clothing, always black, altered so as not to interfere with their flight. In the complex social co code of some lower planar spellcasters, the gift of a dust method symbolizes a subtle threat with the connotation that the giver has recognized some plot of the recipient against them. Okay. Um, <laughs> like I, know, I know what you're up to. What am I up to? No, no, like, is that what you, the gift? Oh, basically, yeah. yeah. It's like, I know what you're up to. Okay, we got a dust method, or mefit, for those of you in the know. Uh Small, elemental, neutral, evil. The armor class is 12. Once again, not natural. They're all natural. Does a rock have not natural armor? Are, yeah. Does a tree have natural armor? It says it has an armor class and that it it's does. 12 You're and right. it's not wearing armor. I mean, to be fair, it's incorporeal because it's dust. Yeah. I wonder if... Like, but once again, it says it has an armor class here, which implies that... There is armor about. So, so to what, be fair, what, they wear clothes. So it's not like a dust layer of armor. It's they are. I am dust, and it is twelve to hit me. Yes, is what this means. Basically, I yeah. think I tried to do this on another episode, like the Emix episode. Oh, where I was no. like, he's not wearing armor. He I know. Couldn't. I know why it's not natural armor. I think because it's basically it's magic. base ten plus their Dex mod, which yeah. is just their agility. So that's not armor. Yeah, so dex is plus two for this, so 12. Yeah, okay. HP is 17. That's 5d6. We have speeds. 30 feet of walking. 9.1 meters. And that's 30 feet of flying as well. 9.1 meters. Very good. Minus three strength. Ouch. Yeah, Weak well, they made a dust. Weak-ass, dusty-ass method. They're very gaunt. Fucking dusty, crusty-ass method. This is the longest those ever. Yeah. It's got a joint in it. Not like a weed yep. joint, like a like a knee joint. Yeah. It's plus two dex, plus zero con, minus one intelligence, plus zero wisdom, and plus zero cha. Yep. Wow. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's a low-level mob. True. Uh, skills, perception, plus two. Stealth, plus four. Not bad. I'm, I'm just a cloud of dust. <laughs> Don't look Don't at me. Don't mind me. me. <laughs> it's vulnerable <laughs> to fire. Odd. Well, like dust well, actually, like that dust is combustible. Is very combustible. Yeah. 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 So they just explode. Yeah. You got to be careful in like flower factories and stuff because mm -hmm. that shit can blow. It's true. Uh, there's another drug reference somewhere in there. I don't know. Damage immunities, poison. Oh no, my cocaine. Sorry. <laughs> there it is. It's exploding. <laughs> Condition. <laughs> it's actually a dust method. Ah, <laughs> no. White dust. Stupid. So the dust method or a snow method? It's immune to poison. Uh, it has dark vision of 60 feet. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> how dare you? 18.2 meters. It's uh, got a perception of 12. It's uh, a passive perception of 12. Its languages are Aurin and Terran. So the air language and the earth language. Yep. Um, it makes sense for these not to speak full primordial. 
Yeah, I guess so. Uh, challenge rating is half or 100 experience points. Proficiency bonus plus two. It can do a death burst. When the method, they all can. Yeah. yeah. This is the cool thing about methods is when a method dies, it explodes and a burst of this one is deuced. Each creature within five feet of it. 1.5 meters. Must su then succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be blinded for one minute. A blinded creature can repeat the saving throw on each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Oh, blinded is cool. Eyes. Well, like not I got dust in my eyes. not to be blinded, but like it's a cool thing to implement into a fight. Yeah, absolutely. it'll change things. Yeah, uh, innate spell casting once a day. The method can innately cast sleep, requiring no material components. Its innate spell casting ability is charisma. Sleep is only as strong as the person casting it. It's a very strategic spell. It is situational and uh, good at the end of a fight where you can knock out a bunch of people with low HP. Honestly, facing like three of these guys at like level one or two is scary as shit because they could probably put the party to sleep. Yeah. Um, treat it like Pokemon battle. Get that motherfucker in the red and then sleep him. Mm -hmm. uh, actions, claws, weapon, melee weapon attack plus four to hit with a reach of five feet. Oh, shit. 1.9 meters. 1.5 meters. 1.5 meters? Yeah. Okay. One creature uh, is going to hit for four, uh, 1d4 plus two slashing damage. Uh, I have one more footage for you coming up here, Well, <laughs> Blinding breath on a recharge of six, which this is cool for a low-level monster to have. Mm -hmm. The the Mephit, or the Mephit, exhales a 15-foot. That is not converting. Uh, 4.5 meters. Cone of blinding dust. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity saving throw or be blinded for one minute. A creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. There you have it. Mm -hmm. That's a method. I like these as mobs. These are one yeah. of the cooler mobs because they blow up. Yeah, they blow up. They can blind people and they can put them to sleep. Yeah, they do a lot. They've got a cone, a 15-foot cone to, like, like, when you've got six of these things fighting a party and they're all fucking coning you. Yeah. It's a low DC for the deck save, but like you can have six of them coning you. Yeah. So one of how many going to roll one? How many flips and cartwheels can you do? <laughs> Let's find <laughs> Let's out. Let's find out. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next up, we have ice methods, comprising frigid air and water. Um, ice methods are aloof and cold, surpassing all other methods in pitiless cruelty. <laughs> Ice methods are angular with translucent ice blue skin. They live on the inner planes of water, air, and the para-elemental plane of ice, the Frostfell, as well as the colder lower planes, and thus never mix with the fire, magma, smoke, or steam methods. Ice methods act aloof and cruel, surpassing other methods in torture and wanton destruction. So these guys are mean. They're cold as ice. Is wanton destruction like a big, uh, like a crab rangoon falling onto someone's house? I mean, I think that would that would qualify. <laughs> I got an ice method stat. We'll go through this a little quicker because they're so similar. Yeah. Um, this one also has a joint in its nose. Ice, does that mean it can like do a hooky? You know what I mean? I mean, it, the description is that they have hooked noses. Yeah. Can it like move the joint hook though and like snaggle you, you know, like give you a little scratch? Maybe. <laughs> ice method is small, elemental, neutral, evil, uh, AC 11, uh, HP is 21 or 66. Speed is uh, 30 feet. 9.1 meters. Or flying 30 feet. It can run and fly. Uh, do they run? I always picture all these hovering. Well, like, they don't actually hover because that's like a thing. Like, yes, I know. Hover. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're depicted mostly flying. When you fight them in Baldur's Gate 3, they never walk. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I always pictured them because yeah. I don't know. This one does have like. Why walk when you can fly? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to get down there, though. I guess so. Yeah, Just sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, even birds, they got to go eat that bug or whatever, mm -hmm. pull it out of the dirt. Yeah. Uh, strength minus two, dex minus one, con plus zero, intelligence minus one, wisdom plus zero, and cha plus one, perception plus two, stealth plus three for skills, damage vulnerability to bludgeoning and fire. They are brittle boys. Mm -hmm. uh, they are immune to cold and poison. I like that. Mm -hmm. Condition immunities, poisoned. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark vision of 60 feet. 18.2 meters. Passive perception is 12. They speak Aquan and Auron. Uh, challenge rating is half or 100 experience, and proficiency bonus is plus two. This one also has a death burst. When this Mephit dies, it explodes in a burst of jagged ice. Each creature within five feet of it must make a DC 10 dexterity saving throw, taking four 1d8 slashing damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. I like explosions of ice. They are like animated and imagined the same way across all cultures, I feel like. I guess so, yeah. I that shit, really thought about that it. shit has a burst point, mm -hmm. and then that shit climbs in the icy, spiky spires mm -hmm. and uh and freeze you know, you get locked in there and mm -hmm. you're like in mid, like, oh um, I like it. False appearance. While the method remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from an ordinary shard of ice. That's scary. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but I had you guys fight the ice methods that were like posing as gargoyles. Yeah, uh huh. You had to like perceive them. That was way back in the first of all Raiders. <laughs> Innate spellcasting once a day. The method can innately cast fog cloud, requiring no material components. Its innate spellcasting ability is charisma. It uses its force of will to fart this ice cloud out, this fog cloud. <laughs> uh, actions, claws, melee weapon attack plus three to hit, reach of. Five feet. 1.5 meters. Very good. One creature is, uh, it's going to hit for three or 1d4 plus one slashing damage plus two 1d4 cold damage. Frost breath uh, recharges on a six. The method exhales a 15 foot. I'm trying to do it off the dome. I know. It's so good. Okay. It's 1.5 for five, right? Yeah. And it's three, four, 10. So it would be 4.5 meters. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, each creature in the area must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity saving throw, taking 5 or 2d4 cold damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, and that's it for the ice method. Nice. Farts ice clouds. Next up, we have the magma method. Composed of earth and fire, magma methods glow a dull red color as they perspire beads of molten lava. They are slow to comprehend the meaning of others' words and actions. They dwell in the inner planes of earth and fire as well as the para-elemental plane of magma, also known as the fountains of creation. Some are known to dwell on the lower planes of the nine hells as well. Uh, magma methods or lava methods are the least intelligent of all methods and hence the brunt of the fire method jokes. <laughs> uh, they are sensitive to these insults and anger easily when offended, <laughs> but otherwise they are passive and less temperamental than other methods. They generate extreme heat that can be felt up to 30 feet away, which would be nine meters as well. How was your day at school, Ignacio? I was fine, Mom. Guys made fun of me again for being stupid. Well, you are stupid. <laughs> Shut I up, know. Mom. I know. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right, tell me about the Magma Method stat block. Uh, they're, they're small elementals of neutral evil. Their armor class is 11. HP is 22 or 5d6 plus 5. They have a speed of 30 feet, fly of 30 feet. Uh, that would be 9 meters. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Strength minus one, dex plus one, con plus one, intelligence minus two, wisdom plus zero, charisma plus zero. They have skills of stealth plus three, yeah. damage vulnerability to cold, and damage immunities to fire and poison. Condition immunities, poisoned senses, dark vision of 60 feet. That's 18 meters. Passive perception of 10. That's, uh, uh, oh, it's yeah. just 10. Yes. <laughs> ten. 10 is super good for metric people. It like, is. we're good. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Languages Ignan and Terran. Uh, challenge rating is half or 100 experience points with a prof proficiency bonus of plus two. These are all copy pasty of each other, you know? Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I think just for this the, monster, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. As long as they have particular abilities or actions that are different, that's the main thing. Death burst. When the method dies, it explodes in a burst of lava. Each creature within five feet of it. Oh, sorry. 1.5 minutes. <laughs> must make a DC. 11 dexterity saving throw, taking 7 or 2d6 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. False appearance. While the method remains motionless, it is indistinguishable from an ordinary mound of magma, which, like, you know... That's just an ordinary mound of magma. I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. Uh, we're, we're at the salmon farm. We're at the lake right now, and uh, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> just pour a cup of water on it and kill it, you know? There you go. Throw there a fish on it, see what happens. Uh, innate spell casting once per day. The method can innately cast heat metal. Wow. Safe, uh, mm. spell save DC 10. Thank God. Requiring no material components. It's innate spell casting ability is charisma. Actions, claws, melee weapon attack with plus three to hit reach of five feet. 1.5 meters. One creature. A hit is three, one D four plus one slashing damage plus two, one D four fire damage. Uh, I love that it does the combo damage. It's mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. Fire breath recharges uh, recharges on a six. The method exhales a fifteen foot cone of fire. Oh God, I lost it again. Four point five meters. Each creature in that area must make a DC uh, eleven dexterity saving throw, taking seven two d six fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. And there you have it. Nice. Well, with that, uh, before we get into the the last three methods, I think it's time to take a short rest. Let's do it. Let's All do a shorty. It's the grand adventures of Ilian and Beard. Oh, fuck. I can't believe that it's over already. Yes, it seems we're the only two survivors. That's they, so weird. They're all dead. How do they all? I mean, we did kill a bunch of guys. I, we killed a lot of we dudes. We killed a lot of dudes. I have yeah, like eight like heads on the spear. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Who knew? I'm proficient in spears. I get. I you didn't even want the spear. I told you, man. These things are great. You yeah. know, I I doubted you, but I think I'm a spear guy now. I think. Wow. How did you? Wow. See, I just kept poking people right in their hearts. Just behind. I'll be honest. I blacked out the whole thing. It was a blur. Oh, that's good because you didn't see my butt. I bewildered a lot of them. They were just a lot of the guys. I'm not gonna be honest. A lot of the guys you killed were just standing there staring at my ass. <laughs> But I'm like, that's what we needed. Yes. We had a system. Yeah, exactly. We're teamwork. I teamwork got, makes the dream work, I am, as they say. I got to say, I am I am so tired. Ever since I painted that yeah. thing, I don't know. I'm just like unusually tired. You may be suffering from, dare I say it, a level of exhaustion, Ben. Me? No. Like, I mean, it happens to, all, to us all. None of us are perfect. You know, we, when was the last time we even went to sleep? It's been a, I, before the, there, before I flipped a mountain. Wait, I didn't flip that mountain. That mountain flipped on us. Yeah, no, that was those weird dudes did that. All those, all those goats and those tandem bikes are just sitting down in the basin. Oh, my God. Well, now we're here in 
on a Cuban Acheron. Yeah, what were they what? even fighting about? Yes, what were they fighting about? I think I did hear somebody say that there was some gem of power. Gem of power, you say? Yeah, they were like, oh, get, get the gem of power! And I was like, oh, there's just too many dudes. I don't even know. The people, were the people, I, I was just kind of killing indiscriminately, honestly, because I'm not really aligned here like that. Shame, shame. Well, we should look for this gem of power. Let's let's take a look around. Oh, take a look around. Uh, we can use a magic artifact of some sort. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a look around. Alien! What? What? What are you? What is it, man? Come over here! I'm, I'm coming! I can't believe it. What? Look! Oh! <laughs> We've done it, man! A third shot of substantial supporters! It's so beautiful! Hold it forth! I, I gotta hang on. This dude, I can't get his hands off of it. Is is? Stop! Yeah. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> Stop, stop, stop! Uh, stop coming off. Okay, hang on. Maybe I can pry the fingers, this cold dead fingers off of the shard now. Like, oh, oh man. This is a really tight grip. Oh, we got it! Yes! Woo! All right! Oh, they're all, they're all spinning, all three yes. of them. They're, they're coming more powerful, uh, man. Oh, one whoa. step closer mine's, to our dream. Mine's lifting off the, off my hand. Oh, it's yes. floating. Yes. Uh, they're Let all floating the together. flow through you. Oh my God, they're all merging together. Ilion, what what's going on? What are they doing? They're, they're rotating and blasting a beam into the, the ether or something. I believe they're leading us towards the next shard. And then, no, it's 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 opening a, a, a tear in the oh, fabric of reality. A tear in space. It's tear it's tear shaped. It is it is actually tear shaped. We should go in there, Ben. It looks nice. Let's get out of this. It place. looks there's a couch in there. Oh, what luxury. It's I you know I feel safe around the shards. It's like a pocket dimension of comfort. Yeah. The shards want us to wield them. A tear in space. And they know that you are suffering from a level of exhaustion. So let's fix that. Uh, I we can go to bed. We can go to bed. That right here. Right here. Wherever in, we want. We, whenever we want. Maybe we're For now we have three shards of substantial support. They're supporting substantially right now, I would say, making a tear in space for us. Tear-shaped tear in space. A tear in space, if you will. Let's go in. Indeed. Oh, look. Look, Ben. It's a lot of white. There's a green lounge chair. That's nice. Oh, that looks comfortable. It is comfortable. Look, a bet. Ilian. What? An easel filled with paints. Oh, right how, here. How fortuitous. Look, a table full of beakers and, and Bunsen burners and stuff. Maybe for your wizard stuff? Yeah, yeah I, I mess with an occasional Bunsen burner. A, a, a rack of books. Oh, yes, reading materials for my lounging. Look, uh, uh, it's a strange dais of sorts. It looks like it's it's a perfect size for the orb of ether's net. Hmm. Very interesting. This is getting strangely and uncomfortably convenient. It's my favorite drink. <laughs> Beer. This may be a trap, Ben. No. We're being supported right now. That's Sub true. That's I would true. say substantially. This is what it means to benefact from benefactors. Threefold. Three more folds than we're used to. Indeed. Why don't I lounge in this chair and regale you with a tale from my youth? What's up with it? Before you do that, what's up with this big P on the wall? Uh, obviously, that's for patrons. P for patrons, got P it. For patrons. Yeah, P for patrons. Patrons, um, yes. Are you gonna? 
you of your youth, you're gonna tell me about your past? Indeed, I am. I'm sorry about that one time I asked about who named you. It's okay. Okay, let's. I'm feeling like sharing today. Excellent. Let me get let me get all rested up. Look, slippies. Oh. Oh. There's a set for me and a set for you. Indeed. Oh, these ones seem to be themed after the elemental creatures called methods. Yeah. Oh. oh. How interesting. This one's all muddy. Gross. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. Uh, we're fucking back. Indeed we are. We're on. We're we're feeling the chouse now. Aren't yes, we? we're yes. all up in the chouse. We're all up in this chouse. Anyway, um, there's a new tier on. There's a new old tier on Patreon. We're reformatting an old tier that didn't get much love to a new one that's Ilian and Beeren centric. I hope the skit we just did embodies that entirely. Um, <laughs> but in case it doesn't, in case it's not clear, there is a, now a tier of 
Ilian and Beeren centric content. We'll try to put as much Ilian and Beeren stuff in there as we can jam into it. Our next recording session is going to have a uh, conversation between Ilian and Beeren in the Tyrion space. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to be. Is it going to be the Demon Lords? What do Demon Lords do for fun? I mean, we'll find out when we get there. We can also do a patron-nominated thing like we do with our okay, Patreon What do you episodes. want to hear Alien Beer and talk about? Yeah, what do you guys want to hear? Try to keep it in you, I guess. I don't know. They have the orb of Ether's net. They can peer into... The internet. I would love to hear Alien badly explain real Earth stuff to Bjorn. Maybe that's what this. <laughs> let us know what you guys want to hear. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um. You know, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Style it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is like a big inspo for what we're doing. Yeah. With Alien. So shout out to those improv geniuses. Indeed. Chunt the Badger. Um. Arnie. Arnie Knee Camp. <laughs> Arnie Kneecap. What kind of name is that? Arnie Kneecap. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, yeah, and Usador, who I feel like you dropped some inspiration yeah, from Usador. <laughs> some? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, yeah, check us out and support Alien and Beer on Patreon.com slash the Dungeon Cast. We also have an ongoing YouTube uh, slash social, sh- social, social media contest going on that involves counting the number of dice in a jar which are not at the front they're not at the front but will said that we have to do a special video to go at the front and a special audio clip to go at the front of this one (laughs) to promote it because we forgot again to do it again but you know that's what happens when we just like convolutedly come up with a contest like (laughs) mid recording so you know there we are we are who we are (laughs) and uh yeah, now we can get back to stuff. Yeah, me fits. <laughs> All right. Well, next up is the mud method. Mud methods are slow, unctuous creatures of earth and water. They dwell on the inner planes of earth, water, and the parallelmental plane of ooze, also known as the Swamp of Oblivion. They drone their complaints to all who will listen and beg incessantly for attention and for treasure. Strangely enough, I couldn't find any reference to mud methods pre-fifth edition. Uh, it seems the mud method has been introduced to replace the ooze method. And oh. though similar, they do seem to be distinctly different from each other. That being said, the mud method has two sentences dedicated it, dedicated to it in totality. Okay. So I don't have much to add. <laughs> <laughs> They're made of mud. This one is mud. <laughs> mud method, small elemental, neutral, evil, armor class 11. HP is 2766 plus 6. It has a walking speed of 20 feet. Whoa, it's slow because it's muddy. And- That's 6 meters. Uh, a flying speed of 20 feet and a swimming speed of 20 feet. 6 meters, 6 meters. Uh, strength minus 1, dex plus 1, con plus 1, intelligence minus 1, wisdom plus 0, charisma minus 2, skills stealth plus 3, Damage immunities, poison. Condition immunities, poison. Um, dark vision of 60 feet. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yep, that's standard. Yeah, uh, yep. 18 meters. 18 meters. Uh, insert joke about how everything has dark vision here. It's passive perception 10. Language, Aquan and Terran. Challenge rating a quarter on this one. 50 XP. So this noticeably and statistically... Like, just less powerful all the way around. Yeah. Uh, proficiency bonus plus two. The, so the mud method is the worst one. So uh, far. A mud method is what happens when you think you have to fart. Uh, death burst. When the method dies, it explodes in a burst of sticky <laughs> sticky mud. No! Yep. Yeah. The, uh, the, the denim destroyer is what they should call this one. Uh, each medium or small, unless you wear leggings. You know what I mean. 
Uh, each medium or smaller creature within five feet of it must succeed on a DC 11 dexterity saving throw or be restrained until the end of the creature's next turn. You know, who doesn't get restrained when they shit their pants? Uh, Absolute monsters, that's who. I hate this. Let's keep going. False appearance while the method remains motionless is indistinguishable from a pile of, you know what, mud. (laughs) A mound of mud. Uh, actions, fists. That's just a mound of mud, Bob. What are you talking about? <laughs> Doesn't smell like mud, Jim. <laughs> Tell you that much. <laughs> actions, fists. Melee weapon attack, plus three to hit. It doesn't Re- even have claws, this fist. Nope, just has muddy fists. Gross. Oh, no, gross. Reach of five feet. Uh, 1.5 meters. One creature is going to get hit for four. One D6 plus one bludge. Bludging damage. Mud breath. Recharge of six. Oh man, the method uh, belches viscid mud on. Is that viscid? Viscous. Yeah. Well, it's V I S C I D. I guess viscid indeed. Vis- viscid mud onto one creature within five feet of it. It's one point five meters. If the target is medium or smaller, it must succeed on a DC eleven dexterity saving throw or be restrained for one minute. A creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Oh, viscid means uh, glutinous and sticky. Mm. So it is different from viscous. I have a new way to describe my bowel movements. <laughs> was that it for the mud method? That was it. It uh, looks like you just want to like lock people down with this one. It's just going to restrain all over the place. Yeah, they're just really annoying. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing a lot of damage. Yeah, they're, they're, you mostly want to blow them up to slow people down. Yeah, just put uh, a bunch of mud methods around the earth elemental. They'll lock them down. The earth elemental will fuck them up. The earth, um, you're gonna round a corner, and there's gonna be like a you're in a box canyon or something. There's like a cliff, and there's a earth elemental up there, and he's gonna see you guys and be like, "My tummy hurts." He's gonna turn around and blast a bunch of mud methods on <laughs> <What> you. The... <laughs> God damn it, Brian. We're moving on. <laughs> okay. Smoke methods. Smoke methods are crude, lazy creatures of air and fire that billow smoke constantly. They rarely speak the truth and love to mock and mislead others. Mm. They dwell on the inner planes of air and and smoke as well as the para ele- air and fire as well as the para elemental, elemental plane of smoke, also known as the Great Conflagration. The great, the great Snoop Dogg's house. <laughs> The great Seth Rogen City. Hey, is that Snoop Dogg? What are you doing here? <laughs> Snoop? Is that you? I didn't know you were smoke. I thought you just did it, did it a lot. Snoop Dogg's a smoke misfit in disguise. <laughs> He's there with Martha Stewart. She's like, I do, I'm here too. And like, ah, shit, Martha. <laughs> Jail changed you, baby. Smoke methods spend most of their time sitting around invisible, smoking pipe weed. Telling- oh, really? <laughs> Actually? Wow! Telling bad jokes about their creators and generally shirking their responsibilities. You mean I get to do actual weed jokes because weed showed up in the show? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, this is wild. It only took eight years. We got I there. know. What the fuck? Lower planar beings traditionally dispatch a smoke method as a gift to enemies, a gesture of insolence and contempt that amounts to a declaration of a vendetta. <laughs> the smoke method is like fucking... So let's go around. Let's go sit sit in a circle, buddy. <laughs> I brought I brought brought that good Kush. We got a uh, was that it? Yeah, that was it. We got a smoke mefit, small elemental of neutral evil. They changed that law. Uh, armor class is twelve. Um, HP is twenty two or five d six plus five. Speed is thirty feet. Flying thirty feet. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> I have a job here, apparently. Uh, nine meters, nine meters. Yeah. Strength minus two, dexterity minus two, constitution plus one. Hey. Uh, intelligence plus zero, wisdom plus zero, charisma plus zero. Uh, let's see. Perception plus two, skill, uh, stealth plus four for skills. Uh, damage immunities to fire and poison. Condition immunities to poison. Uh, dark vision, 60 feet. Oh, that's 18 meters. Uh, passive perception is 12. It speaks Auron and Ignan. And challenge rating a quarter, 50, another weak, a weak boy. Mm. Uh, proficiency bonus plus two. Death burst, when the Mephit dies, it leaves behind a cloud of smoke that fills a five-foot radius sphere centered on its space. The sphere is heavily obscured. Wind disperses the cloud, which otherwise lasts for one minute. And don't breathe that stuff in unless, you know, don't you want it. unless you want to. And then do, definitely do. Is that smoke Mephit green? <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for smoke weapons? Is that Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> this purple haze? Uh, innate spellcasting once a day. The method can innately cast dancing lights, requiring no material. That is Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> requiring no material components. And its innate spellcasting ability is charisma. It's like, hey man, you've been acting funny since I got here. Let me put on a little show for you. Tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick -a -tick -a Claws, melee weapon attack plus four to hit with a reach of five feet. 1.5 meters. One creature is going to get hit, hit for four or 1d4 slashing damage, or 1d4 plus two slashing damage. Cinder breath, recharge of six. The method exhales a 15-foot cone. 4.5 meters. Of smoldering ash. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity saving throw or be blinded until the end of the method's next turn. Okay, he just throws a fucking ashtray at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the dust method. Yeah, it's kind of like the dust method. So this one smokes weed. Apparently. Huh. We ready to move on? Yep. <laughs> Next up, we have the steam method. Okay. Composed of fire and water, steam methods leave trails of hot water wherever they go, and they hiss with tendrils of steam. Bossy and hypersensitive, they are the self-appointed overlords of all methods. They dwell in the inner planes of water and fire, as well as the quasi-elemental plane of steam, of which they consider themselves to be the lords of. Mist methods, who dwell on the plane of steam as well, refuse to obey their higher temperature cousins. <laughs> and this disobedience has led to a millennia-long rivalry between the types. In addition to the hissing steam that escapes from their pores, steam methods leave a trail of near-boiling water where they walk pores implies they have like a body it does but they don't they sort like they could i guess because they have this sh this weird like gremlin style shape right like something's enforcing the shape something's enforcing the shape maybe it's like a very like you know like a i don't know something with pores like a sheet of paper style canvas for their element to sort of eke out of i'm, I'm not really sure uh, it's hard to parse this one out steam method is a small elemental of neutral evil with an armor class of 10 hp of 21 that's 66 or speed uh, with a speed of 30 feet nine meters flying speed of 30 feet nine meters minus three strength plus zero dex plus zero con plus zero intelligence plus zero wisdom and plus one charisma that's why they think they're the, the best. They're, they got a little bit more chaw. They're a little less strong, too. Mm. Uh, damage immunity to fire and poison. Condition immunity to poison with dark vision of 60 feet. That's 18 meters. Passive perception of 10. Aquan and Ignan are its languages. It ranks at a quarter challenge rating for 50 XP with a proficiency bonus of 2. Death burst. When the method dies, it explodes in a cloud of stam. 
Each creature within five feet 1.5 meters of the method must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity saving throw or take four or 1d8 fire damage. Innate spellcasting once a day, the method can innately cast Blur, requiring Ooh. no material components. Its innate spellcasting ability is Charisma. All right, well, you know, disadvantage on hitting them, that automatically boosts their armor class up. Yeah, quite a bit. like its low AC is going to be, it's def, they're, they're going to Blur. Uh, it has claws. Melee weapon attack plus two to hit with a reach of five feet. Why does the steam method have claws, but the mud method has fisticuffs? Fist yeah. <laughs> it's mud method's just throwing hands. Yeah. Uh, that's 1.5 meters. Indeed. Uh, one creature is going to hit for two or 1d4 slashing damage plus two 1d4 fire damage. Uh, steam breath. So we're going to recharge of six. The method exhales <clears throat> a 15-foot cone. It's 4.5 meters. Of scalding steam. Each creature in that area must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity saving throw, taking four or 1d8 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a success. Very nice. So what do you think of methods, Brian? I think they're one of the most fun mobs in the game. Agreed. They're varied, and they explode, and yeah. they... They can touch you with their they, nasty nose. They noses. almost all have some. Number one, they all explode. Number two, they almost all have either an AOE damage attack or a condition inducing attack. AOE attack. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're interesting. They're well made. I do think. I think yeah. all those things. They can fly. They, they can, can fly. all fly. Yeah, they can all fly. Which is just fun. They they all have a spell that's actually useful, whether that's fog cloud or, or blur or whatever. Yeah, I like so. having them being like mindless little. Uh, like taskmasters in a dungeon. Yep, yep. They're just kind of walking around, and they might not fight you unless you interrupt what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. They're they're not inherently aggressive. Yeah, they like look and notice you, but then continue their little tasks. Yeah, like uh, a magma method might be cool for like a fire giant lair, moving little buckets of magma around to like help heat the furnace in the fire giants, you know, or the dwarven or whatever, you know. The grease methods you meet in Baldur's, but I, I say meet, but you come across in Baldur's Gate 3, um, they don't auto-aggro on you. And you can hear them banter, and that shit is hilarious. Yeah, see, it's stuff so like funny. that. Yeah. Um, I, I, mo I mainly have mine silent. That might be, like, a lack of preparation on my end. Yeah, like, I mean, it's hard it, to imaginativeness. ad-lib some banter. Yeah, like I'd prepare it. I'd prepare like a funny j banter joke yeah. that would add flavor to the scene of like what these creatures are. Yeah. Like, oh, they're just little workers, you know. But these little workers are little bastards that explode if you fuck with them. Um, mm -hmm. They are hard for a party to handle in a mob because they start exploding and the party's like, yo, what the fuck? Are they all going to do that? And mm -hmm. then they start really like thinking about what their next moves are. Yeah, this is. Kind only mildly related because of exploding, but um, the point in my honor mode uh, run of Baldur's Gate 3 so far that I almost actually wiped was a bunch of enemies, their blights that exploded, much like the methods do, mm. and then damages each uh, the explosions damage uh, their allies as well as my characters. I killed one and it set off a chain reaction of blow up, blow up, blow up, blow up. And that could very well happen with methods too if they're clustered together. It, they will, you they, could they, do a chain reaction, it's all explosion. creatures, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that could, like, fight's over, but only one of you is left conscious, and the other three are, like, failing death-saving throws and stuff. Like, that could be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so. that's that's big. Yeah, this can be problematic. Um, but you'll learn a lot from your first encounter with the group <laughs> of these, for sure. I would probably throw one down, or a couple, like, a small mob down first, mm -hmm. and then, like, a you know, 
they might summon another mob if they fuck up, you know, right now they have to deal with it. Um, yeah, very cool stuff. I like adding elemental things to my games. Yeah, like, me too. I like elemental. I'm I'm about to do just a full elemental themed um, uh, improv campaign coming up here pretty soon. So I'm excited why not? About You're it. doing all this research for this chouse. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that being said, I think we can get ready for a long rest. We should. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Long Rest. We have a new line of products coming out in the Slippy department. Uh, They're, you know, each elemental, and they've got method faces on them. But if you, if you like, throw... You know, sometimes you take your your shoes off, you're carrying them, and you just sort of, like, toss them to the corner or whatever? Yeah. These ones will explode if you do yeah, that. Yeah, so you can't do that. You can't do that. No. You can't do that. Or if you kick somebody. Or if you, like, you know... <clears throat> Chonkla style, like throw one, <laughs> like and that they will explode they on will your explode. your opposition. But if you're throwing a chonkla style, that's probably what you want. That's probably what you want. You <laughs> want ops to feel that explosion. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So get your method slippies uh, in the ether. They're not real. This is a joke. <laughs> Although I wish we could put out D and D style slippers. That would be sick. Yeah. yeah but then we'd have to copyright slam. Well, we would have to work with the demon Hasbro. <laughs> The, the, true, the true demon lord. The true demon lord has, Hasbro. 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 The demon lord of greed. Hasbro backwards is a Satan. <laughs> Damn it. As Asmodeus is the whole time. Has, Hasbro. So it would be. Hasmodeus. Hasmodeus. <laughs> you see, Hasbro, that's Orb. Orbsaw. Orbsaw. Orbsaw, the demon lord of <laughs> greed. It would be a devil. It would be a devil lord. I guess so. Yeah, probably because it's an organized corporation. Although they're running it so chaotically. Who's to say? <laughs> it's a devil and a demon running it together. <laughs> oh, God. And then there's all they're the, working in tandem. There's all these wizards riding constantly. They're like, please, Hasbro. Osbra, has, it's Hasbro now. Sorry, Hasbro. Sorry. <laughs> What is this show? I'm riding as fast as I can. It's not enough. You're laid off. All of you. Fucking Hasbro. All 1,100 of you. I won't make you slippers, Hasbro. I will just float ideas about cool products out there, though. And we will also announce our own merchandise bundle giveaway. Yes, that's what we're right. doing. We have a contest Indeed. Rolling. And the prize for said contest is a TDC shirt, a TDC hoodie, a TDC baseball cap, and three TDC stickers, all featuring different years of the uh, years of, year of the dragon, year, year of the giant. Oh, there you're going to give me another woo. woo. And, yeah, and year of the fiend. Woo. <laughs> um, in order to enter the contest, you need to guess the number of dice that are inside the gigantic jar that will be somewhere on the camera in the episode. Yeah, in a special video. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we are going to make it separate from... We usually don't make things that way, but we're going to do... In between episodes, we're going to record a video with the jar exclusively on display. Indeed. That'll play at the top of this episode on YouTube, and you can also find... An image of the jar on social media. Indeed. Um, we can give you the dimensions of the jar, I guess, when we do the post. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's like eight inches tall or nine inches tall or something like that. The closest guess without going over will win the prize. A tie will be broken by guessing which color specifically inside the jar has the most dice. A further tie is broken by uh, who guesses the closest amount of said color die. Does yeah. that make sense? Price is right rules. Don't yeah. go over the amount. 
if you go over, you lose. Indeed. So, um, I mean, it'll be smart for somebody to guess one, I guess. I think that works better in small batch competition, like where there's only a couple people. Because then you can bridge the gap from one to the lowest number. Those are all your numbers. But Mm -hmm. when you're going to have, like, I imagine hundreds, maybe thousands of people participating in this competition, that strat might not work so great. But you can enter multiple times. Um, You can enter by including a comment uh, with the following guesses, the number of die, the color of majority, and the number of said color. Um, In the comment section of each video running from now, until March 31st, which is when we will be announcing the winner of the contest. Oh, no, sorry. March 1st, not March 31st. March 1st, we will be announcing the winner. So any video between now, what you're listening now, and the episodes that drop before March 1st, you can leave a comment with the three following guesses. Yeah, go to YouTube. You must be subscribed to the channel and yes. have the like button hit on that. Indeed. Um and then on the social media posts as well, they can answer? Yes, on the social media posts as well, of which there will probably be one a week. Uh, you can leave, this again, the same following guesses. The number of die in the jar, the color of majority, and the number of said color. Yeah, so like an example would be like, there's 312 dice in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, think the majority is green. Yeah, yeah or whatever. And, and I think there are 84 green. There you go. Yeah. All right. Sick. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, all that merch sounds super cool. We're going to have, uh, we've got some new merch stuff in the works. That's going to be lots of fun. Uh, when it's ready, we'll announce that. Um, also, check out the new tier on Patreon. <clears throat> it's the tier in space, which I'm liking more and more as I, s- I continue to say it. <laughs> um, and then tier in space, semicolon, the tier of Ilian and Beeren. The beer, the alien and beer and tiern. <laughs> we are on the social medias. Indeed, we are. You can find us on Twitter or X, X formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Mastodon, we're on Discord, we're on threads. Um, the links are all in the description. Check it out. Yep. We do have our own merch store. We have uh, a P.O. box, an email address. Feel free to hit us up and uh, or send us a postcard. And then, uh, yeah, man. What else? Is that it? I think that's it for I now. Think, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, check out Draken Star. Oh, yeah. I'm writing a book. Trying to get it done by this summer. It's a source book uh, set in the world of, or I should say, universe of Draken Star, which is uh, the universe in which we played our life play uh, D&D space campaign. Yep. So, Super Quest um, Saga. Yeah. Going to have custom species, custom uh not, well, it will have custom species, but it'll have 11 new species plus a custom species builder. It will have I, 13 new subclass options, um, a plethora of new magic items and uh, high-tech devices. It's going to have vehicles. It's going to have spaceships. It's going to have rules for spaceships and space combat. It's going to have 120-plus alien monsters and a whole map of the galaxy and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> while you're on our YouTube channel, check out our new video. Um what was the title? The Tale of the Tale of Zariel. Uh, the Tale of Zariel, the Fallen. Yeah, um, Will did a great job writing that shit and getting it up there. And we are uh, what people responded well, so we we want to make more of those mm-hmm. uh, in the future. So yeah, go check that out. It's it's really cool. It's a story about all about Z- like we've covered Zariel here. Indeed, but it's like the a the dramatic, epic, dramatic, immersive yeah telling of the tale while 
working in uh, the the various themes on which these stories touch on in Dungeons and Dragons. It's Will Story Corner embodied. Go go check it out. Uh, there's also is there another thing going on? F bats. Unhallowed still, still in the works. Yeah, we're still mm-hmm. writing. We're doing that. Um, that should start airing on Patreon pretty soon. Finally, um, let's see. It'll eventually become public. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.